what is going on, Liberty fans? My name is Nick Kirby. Welcome to the AC of Red live podcast. This is the basketball edition. The show is presented, as always, by Jason Porter Real Estate, covering all of your residential and commercial real estate needs in the Lynchburg area. I am joined by my main man, the Reverend Will Matthews. Uh, tough weekend, Will. Have you recovered? Man, I don't think I'm fully recovered. We had two bad weekends in a row. Um, so, But I'm ready to move on. It's Thanksgiving week. Uh, we're coming up on uh, some big uh, tournaments that we're going to talk about here. So ready to go and, and uh, look forward to uh, coming into this uh, Thanksgiving and fall stretch. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Well, coming up on tonight's show, uh, we're going to have a Sea of Red social media director, Zach McLaren, uh, coming on. He was at Liberty Arena for that wild game on Friday night. We will be uh, talking with him, diving in a little bit deeper into that. And, of course, college basketball picks with the red-hot Richie Longshots, uh, who I uh, Seems unstoppable at this point, but uh, we'll we'll see what he's got cooking for Feast Week. He's the godfather of my children. <laughs> are you are you paid to say that, or man, he, uh, if he can win them a lot of money and put them through college, um, we'll uh, we'll we'll put it in writing. We'll put him in the wheel or something. All right, all right. Well, before we get started tonight, if you are watching on YouTube, please take two seconds, hit that like button. Uh, and also, while you're there, subscribe to the channel. Uh, Sia Red has been posting all kinds of great content, uh, press conferences from Hugh Freeze, from Coach McKay, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, so liking and subscribing really helps us continue to uh, grow the brand and uh, continue to pump out great content for you. Um, the Sia Red podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite platform. We greatly appreciate it as it really helps us grow the show and provide more content for you. All right. Should we go ahead and bring Zach in? Will, what do you think? Let's do it. Zeke. All right. What is going on, Zeke? How you doing tonight, my man? I'm good. How are y'all? I'm still recovering from the past two weekends, like Will said, though. They were rough, but hey, that's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zach, uh, yeah, I know last last year we had you on. You told us what all you do for a sea of red. I, I you might have got a promotion. I'm not sure. Uh, t- tell the folks at home uh, what all you do and in, in, in all the ways you help uh, uh, provide a lot of great content for Flames fans. So my main job is director of social media. So like I do a lot with Instagram, mostly like make graphics, game day posts, like. Uh, game overviews got some help this year uh john caravana he's one of our interns he's been helping us out a lot this um football season um do some stuff for twitter too the prop article so i'll write a little bit every now and then but main job is keep just keep posting content making content for social media and putting flames content out there for people to see and then occasionally like against southern miss um I live tweeted the game and then wrote the game recap for John if he can't uh, do it for some reason. So always fun to do that. Um, can't do it as well as John does, but um, still one of the opportunities there is pretty fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to go ahead and bring in uh, our guy, Jason Porter. Uh, Jason, how you doing tonight? Good, guys. How are y'all doing? Good, good. Uh, so, Jason, we wanted to uh, uh, chat with you. 
a little bit about the uh, the NC Central game. Um, uh, Liberty 79-63 winner. Uh, Jason, start us off. What was your thoughts on on this game? Kind of bouncing back. I know it was almost a week ago now, but but uh, bouncing back from the uh, uh, the tough Alabama loss. Yeah, I think those are the kind of games that uh, really allow the guys to come out of the shoot and sort of recalibrate a little bit and refocus. You know, there's always the games that are the good for what it, what ails you kind of a thing. And coming off of uh, the Alabama game was just physical. You know, the guys were uh, the guys were in a typical ACC battle or uh, SEC battle there against those guys. And so to get NC Central, uh, I think, was uh, was was good for what ailed them, I, I suppose, so to say. And um, coming back and going back, looking through some of the statistics again, I think, uh, you know, there are some things that really jumped off the page. The um, the overall scoring for uh, the starters was was definitely pretty strong. And I think that was fantastic. Um, the, uh, shooting percentage, the three point percentage specifically, I couldn't believe this going back and seeing the stats, but almost 46% from threes. Um, so again, maybe that's home court, maybe that's bouncing back, but nonetheless, I think the guys performed well coming back out after a tough outing down in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, it was a very efficient offensive performance for sure. They, they also did a pretty good job taking care of the ball, uh, against an NC central team last year. Uh, that was actually pretty good at forcing turnovers. One of their strengths, and uh, um, yeah, NC Central is a pretty athletic team, you know, for for a mid major. And uh, I thought they did well. Uh, Will, let, let's pass it to you real quick. Uh, you know, NC Central they, they only lost to Virginia by twelve. They took App State to overtime. Um, I know we're going back a little bit in the rearview mirror, but but what did you think about about this performance and uh, um, you know, kind of the the Flames taking care of business in this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like Jason said, like I just thought after that Alabama, um, you know, we kind of expected to be in that game a little bit more than we were. So, I, you know, it looked like they were coming out poised to um, to have a big win. And, and it was a little bit um, more lopsided because Central kind of turned it on there at the end. But, you know, I just uh, one thing that stuck out to me was um, it's difficult to determine which one is Colin Porter and which one is Brody people. Sometimes we're in there on the, on the court at the same time, because they both have the hair and the white headbands, um, but they all look good. I mean, you see there um, people's had 12 points, uh, two from four shooting to three um, in that central game. When um, Brody and Darius um, were kind of the, you could start to see a little bit of that chemistry kind of, building up and I thought that carried over into the the Southern Miss game which we'll talk about in a moment yeah uh we'll definitely talk a lot more about Brody when we get into that Southern Miss game uh, uh and uh Brody might have uh, uh distinguished himself a little bit more a few days later <laughs> uh from Porter with the the performance uh, uh against the Southern Miss uh Jason uh overall where, where do you think kind of the the state of the team is uh, here, here is where, uh, you know, uh, and we're now four games into the season. Uh, what do you think, uh, going into Cancun? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, gentle segue here to, to Southern Miss, the, the, the part of that, they can't be overlooked. I know you guys are going to go here with me here in just a second, but to, to be down 24 points and to come battling back and roaring back like they did, you know, I think we as a crowd had a little something to do with that maybe, but, uh, man, just the poise and the moxie to come back and fight back from, from being down like that really says a lot about the team. I know Coach had mentioned that in, the, in his post-game comments as well, but that can't be underestimated. It it really can't. There was a few a few other pieces of that too. I think that were that were challenging. Uh, just the quick start that uh, Southern Miss came out to, and uh, you know, again, anyone who dug a little 
but into the stats knew that this was not a, um, a pushover team or anything along those lines. I mean, very athletic, very long. Some of those guys came on the floor during warmups and I was like, Oh man. So I think there was matchup challenges, but again, uh, for the guys to have been down the halftime adjustments, whatever the, uh, the, the coaching staff did definitely, uh, came back to, um, to help out as well. But, uh, you know, I think there's just, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a typical McKay team. It feels like you, you never know who the number two, three, four guy is going to be that night. Right. Because, uh, we know that Darius is always going to get his, but uh, who who else steps up is, is is kind of always the X factor for the other other uh, teams to guard against. All right, uh, Jason, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I want to get your your thoughts. I didn't didn't mention this. Uh, any, any thoughts on uh, on on Caillou? Hopefully, I'm saying his name right. I practiced it earlier. Now I'm all nervous that I that I screwed it up. What's your thoughts on on Liberty adding a a seven foot skilled big man? Yeah, I would love to tell you. I've done a deep dive there there too nick but i haven't yet either but uh, i love the fact obviously you've got some unbelievable height coming in uh i also love just the way that coach recruits and and, and the staff recruits that he such a good job uh doing that maybe he's calling into the show um but uh but i think there's going to be a solid addition there with him and his ability to, to be able to come in uh I, I also know as you guys do too that uh it's not just basketball players it's character guys that that coach is always priding himself on bringing to campus and so it'll be great to kind of see how he how he comes in and mixes up with the guys. It seems like the social media buzz about him from the from his uh, future teammates is is really really high too. Should be a great addition. Yeah, a little more on uh, on Caillou. Uh, uh, John John pumped out two really good articles uh, over on aciared.com. Make sure you check those out. But uh, seven footer out of China moved uh, to the United States just this past summer after graduating high school uh, and played for one of the top post grad programs in the country, Link Prep. Highly skilled, shoot threes. Uh, seems like he kind of fell in Liberty's lap because of how well uh, Liberty works with international students. So uh, kind of a cool, cool thing seeing the the uh, the university as a whole uh, attracting a player, not just uh, the program itself, which is really cool. Uh, so teams that were reportedly maybe interested. Now, this is from his coach, so I'm not necessarily going to uh, <laughs> uh, lock this in for sure. Uh, but uh, Cal in the Pac-12, uh, Boise State, San Francisco, Missouri State in future Conference USA rival Louisiana Tech were reportedly interested. Uh, and he also played in the uh, NBA Global Academy. Uh, the Shanghai Sharks, a professional team, wanted him. That's a team that uh, Jimmer Fredette was playing for uh, recently. Uh, and he also might play for the Chinese national team. Zach, I want to kick it to you. What was your thoughts on on this uh, signing that really kind of came out of nowhere? Oh, I mean, I was excited. Like, when I saw that news, like you said, it came out of nowhere. And I was like, Man, first of all, you see seven foot. Um, that's usually like because all like you see teams like Florida State, like it seems like the minimum requirement for their guard is to be like six five. So height isn't everything, but I mean it's nice to have like a big man down there. And the fact that I got excited about reading Elise John's article is that he's very fluid, like kind of like a hidden gem. He can stretch out teams, hit a three. He's skilled and moves well, like. Like like Jason, I haven't done like a super in depth like um, report on him or anything, but like based on what I've heard and seen and the few highlight clips I've seen on social media, like I mean, he seems like a definitely a hidden gem, special player, and I mean it's gonna it's gonna be huge to add him to the roster going into Conference USA. That's for sure. Not, not even 
not even sure you could do a really big deep dive on him because there isn't all that much information about this guy. Uh, it's not like he doesn't even have a recruiting profile, uh, you know, like like any of the, the other guys that you would see. Well, what was your thoughts on this? Yeah, I you know, I think Western Kentucky has a guy that's seven foot five or something like that. So and, you know, we watched the Alabama game and I think, you know, we were all kind of thinking, man, if we were just a little bit bigger, um, you know, a little bit more athletic, a little bit longer, uh, we're maybe we're in this game a little bit more than what we were. So super excited. I don't know if we have we ever had a seven foot guy at Liberty. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. Um not a good maybe one before maybe before my time. Um, I don't know how, what was uh Russell Monroe? I can't remember how tall he was. He was pretty tall, but he's like the last kind of, you know, really tall guy that I can remember. So that's a blast from the past. Russell Monroe. I think he was like six ten, but he was, he was, he was a big, like six ten. He was like a true, I get what you're saying. He was like the last, like felt like the last true big man. Uh, yeah. You know, for Liberty. Homeschool right. hero. Yeah, I loved Russ Monroe. He was a heck of a player. Well, Jason, uh, before we get you out of here tonight, uh, take us take a minute. Tell us about what the the real estate uh, market's like. See uh, if Red always appreciates your support of of uh, uh, of all of our our shows, and tell us what it's like. Uh, uh, maybe some tips for people out there uh, looking to buy a home, and and how you can help them out. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate that. It's uh. Interesting days, uh, to say the least, if uh, every, everybody's been paying attention, I'm sure, or just even uh, remotely to uh, the interest rate issue. That's probably been the biggest buzzword, and uh, the economy is, is definitely changing a little bit, as most of you guys probably know. So rates are a little bit of a, of a roller coaster right now. They're hovering right around 7%, had a pretty good week this last week, and they dropped down uh, under 7%, so that's always a bonus. But um, I do quite a bit in residential, also do quite a bit in commercial real estate as well, which is a completely different uh, different animal there. But um, and anything from buying and selling, certainly even on commercial leases for office spaces or businesses, something like that, I'd be willing to uh, help help anybody out and definitely love the Flames Nation family and love to be a, a, a resource to anybody. And I know in, the, in that little quick promo that we normally play too, I talk about uh, subs and contractors. That's a huge part of home ownership, as most of you guys probably know too, just to, with a AC that goes down or an electric issue or a, just a general contractor or something along those lines. My Rolodex is yours. And so if I can uh, be a be an asset to anybody, I would love to be that. In fact, I just uh, talked to somebody a couple days ago who had seen uh, see, had seen Red and reached out and we're doing some work together now. So just uh, love Flames Nation and, and want to always be a support for anybody uh, through the tr- tricky parts of the real estate market. Jason, we appreciate your, your support as always. Uh, uh, Jason will typically be coming on uh, when we do player interviews. Could do a player interview because the guys are in Cancun right now, sitting on the beach, you know, having a good time. So, uh, but but Jason will come on help us with some of those uh, uh, interview questions, and uh, we look forward to that. Thanks a lot, Jason. But thanks, guys. Have a good night. You too. You too. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks again to Jason. Appreciate it. All right, let's jump in, uh, Zach. I really want to get your thoughts on uh, the Southern Miss game. Uh, Liberty Falls seventy six seventy two. Um, I'm going to jump real quick and then go back. This is the, uh, the wind <laughs> probability, uh, roller coaster. Uh, I, I don't know if I've seen one like that in a while. Um, there was, it's kind of hard to read, but there was 14, Oh runs, 13, two runs and 15, two runs. Those were all Southern miss. And then Liberty comes with a 26, Oh run. Just such a wild game. Zach, you were in the arena. What was that, that atmosphere like? 
Well, first of all, I don't know if y'all have ever been to King's Dominion, but that looks just like the Intimidator <laughs> ride. I mean, yeah, that, that <laughs> straight up and insane. down. Yeah, but that I'm not gonna lie, that is probably the best atmosphere I've seen at Liberty Arena, with the exception of last year's Ace Sun tournament games. Like, which I mean, when it's a tournament game, everyone's gonna come have extra juice and whatnot. But I was really surprised because like when we, when we were down, I mean, they still kept energy. Like, every time we made a play, like, the crowd was into it. And then, obviously, when we went on that 26 to nothing run, like, the crowd was on its feet. And I almost tweeted on Ace, so I didn't because I didn't want to jinx it. But I was like, if we come back and win this game, um, the crowd deserves a lot of credit because they gave us momentum. It was a raucous environment. Like, it, it was cool to be a part of. Unfortunately, I thought once we took the lead that we were going to hold on to it. didn't happen. But – and I'm sure we'll dig in depth to it a little more. I think the turnovers really killed us. Um, 16, as the graphic says, season high for us. Um, we're averaging a little over 12 this year. That's kind of caused us trouble, especially against Bama and Southern Mitch, more bigger athletic teams. We've had 14 and 16 against them. I think that's been a huge part. But I know you want to get into this, Nick, but, I mean, Brody Peebles was unconscious that game. That, that I, don't, I don't think – I didn't think he would miss. I think he missed once, and that was it. But it was a good atmosphere. It was really heartbreaking just coming all the way back from 26-point 20, um, hole and then, like, taking the lead with a little five minutes left and still end up losing. But it was one of those games where it's like, man, like, Liberty Arena, it's going to be huge to get home court advantage in the tournament this year because that's a, that's a heck of an atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, we'll get into a little bit more in depth. But before we go any further, I do want to play. I got I clipped up a little bit of McKay's post game, and I just I found his post game conference so fascinating because I've never seen him so positive after a loss. Like Coach McKay's not usually like a a sugarcoat guy after a loss. Like he's typically, you know, I mean, not like you know throwing chairs, but he's disappointed. He didn't feel disappointed. Watch this, and, and I, I want to hear you guys' uh, reaction to this. And for anyone that had some uh, critique of our non-conference schedule, if you were at the game and you saw that team that we played against tonight in Southern Miss, you'd realize that's a really good basketball team. They're old. They're experienced. They've got size, length, athleticism. They're well-coached. They play really, really together on the defensive end. And uh, I knew that it was going to be tough. Uh, but I, I've done this 32 years now, I think. I'm not sure I've ever been in a game where a team was down 26 in the second half, 17 and a half to go, and came back to take the lead. I, I've said all along that our group has a ton of character, and I think they showed it tonight because that could have very easily been a, a game in which we uh, we gave up or we doubted at some point in the second half and uh, lost our way and, again, Credit Southern Miss for uh, the way they played. And I'm proud of our guys, and I think we're going to be a really good team. We've known Brody's a really good player, so uh, I think just having seen it go in for him is is good for us because he, he can get going like that. He's a natural scorer, and he's not just a shooter. So uh, I really like what he did. And all of that length is really hard to play against. And uh, I think our guys did a good job of making some adjustments and finding some hooks. And I think we were spurred by a raucous crowd. That was that was as good as I've seen or felt the arena. Maybe Missouri was as good. 
but really happy that not only our students, but our community came out to support us. And I promise you, we'll, we'll have a good team and our program will continue to rise. Well, what did, what'd you think about, about kind of uh, uh, coaches de- demeanor in that, that post-game press conference? Yeah, I'm with you. Like I, I thought he sounded pretty positive about it and, you know, I don't know if there, you know, some people say there's no moral victories, but that's pretty close. I mean, you're down 26 Liberty arena uh, from somebody that was not there, Zach. Um, it it looked and sounded the most hype I've ever seen it, even more so than watching the Missouri game last year and watching the tournament games. <clears throat> so I, yeah, I, there's probably, it seems like it's the cool thing this weekend to critique our uh, Liberty's coaching. And um, I don't have anything to critique because I don't know basketball like coach McKay does. Um, I, there are some things I have questions about, but it's not necessarily a critique. It's just questions, but you know, just right off the get go, their size and their defensive rotations look to be really bothering Liberty and to come back down from so much. I mean, there's a lot to be positive about that. That would be as close to a moral victory as you could get. Yeah, but it sure beats not losing by 30. I mean, yeah, you know, and, and look, it, it does matter. I mean, this, this will absolutely affect the efficiency numbers. Uh, we'll get to in a minute. Liberty dropped to 100 in Ken Pump. They probably would have dropped to like 120 if they would have lost by 30. Um, and that's not, I don't think that's uh hyperbole either. Uh, uh, it, it would have been, I mean, you got to get Southern Miss. I, I don't, I would be fascinated to see them this year because that's a team that has been awful um, for the, the first three seasons under their current coach. Yeah. Uh, team, I mean, they beat Vanderbilt by 12. Um, Austin Crawley and Hassie, they were just unreal. Uh, they were seven for 14 from three combined. Uh, Hassie's kind of what, what, I, what I'm dreaming of with you a little bit, you know. <laughs> Hopefully that that stretch big. Uh, with that, me that... or with you? Uh, I was just joking. No, I mean, where were they at with the transfer portal? Because it feels like this year college basketball is very unpredictable. And I think with the with the transfer portal being in the way it is, I mean, you who knows, you know, a team that's bad for the last three or four years is going to be good this year. Zach, what did you think about about Southern Miss? I mean, they felt like they felt like a a legit, at least borderline NCAA tournament team this year. And that team was one in seventeen in Conference USA last year, but they also didn't have half these guys. Crowley was a transfer from Ole Miss uh, in the SEC. Right. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, and they're in the Sun Belt, which isn't a stereotypical powerhouse basketball conference. I definitely think they'll compete. I, I texted you in the game. I was like, Austin Crawley should be in the Power Five. And then you told me he transferred from Power Five. I'm like, that adds up. I mean, he he was a bucket. Um, uh, the big man, he he was a real stretch big. And he made that, that one shot at the end of the shot clock that he beat for the shot clock violation. That was just killer. Um, he he was hitting us from outside. He was getting rebounds. Um he was, he was, we had a real trouble with him, especially in the second. Crowley was kind of going off in the first. He didn't really do too much or as much in the second half. Then the big man kind of took over like, like a one-two punch. But I, I got to give Southern Miss credit because um, as much as I hate to do it, but I mean, they were up 26. They gave that up, lost the lead about five minutes left. I mean, with that kind of crowd in that environment, like 
I mean, the fact they didn't crumble and were able to come back and not come back, but like win that game and kind of weather the storm. I mean, that's very impressive and shows they're a well-coached team and a team that's really built for March, to be honest. I would not be surprised if they did well in the Sunbelt tournament and went there and their their athleticism gave us trouble early defensively. I mean, I, I heard people in the stands in front of me, they're like, man, we can't get a rebound. Uh, I mean, that's not really true. Like, the, we're not as tall as them, but the pack line, when you're all inside the the pack, the pack line box, if you will, except for the on-ball guard who's outside the perimeter, I mean, you, you have a better shot at getting a good rebound. And Joseph Vinzan, he's like 6'3". He leads our team in rebounds with 6.3 a game. And he was out, he's one of the best rebound guards I've seen. He's been getting that. Where the size and athleticism really hurts us is you're able to stay with our guards better poke the ball out, kind of cause turnovers, and then get in transition, which will mess us up. And then on offense, and then if we're on defense and, like, oh, there's a lot of switches on screens, and then maybe you'll get, like, Colin Porter on one of their big men's and big man, and it's not – it's a mismatch. But that's kind of where I think it hurts us the most, not necessarily rebounding. But, I mean, Southern Miss, without a doubt, that was kind of a long answer. But they're, they're a really good team, and, I mean – we we fought hard to come back, like Coach McKay said. It kind of shows how much fight our team has, and especially for them to beat us in that environment. I mean, I thought that was very impressive. Yeah, that Hase. I don't know if that's how you say his name or not. Yeah, and he made he made some clutch shots down the stretch, and and they shot lights out there for a little bit. So, um, I just yeah, it <laughs> it sucked that we did not pull that out because. Uh, that would have been, you know, I don't know if it would have been like the greatest win in Liberty basketball history, but it would have been the most exciting for sure. It was definitely going through my head like, hey, what, what would this rank, you know, in, yeah. in, in the all-time yep. games? It definitely would have been, you know, I don't know, top five, top ten uh, for sure. Uh, the rebounds were 30-30 to 30 in that game, and Liberty out-rebounded yep. them uh, defensive rebounds, which is Liberty doesn't try to get offensive rebounds, so, you know. Um, I feel like for, for Liberty size, like rebounding is not a problem at all. Um, but there's two things that I, I see that are really concerning to me. I'll start with the positive here. Liberty is offensively is looking great, uh, when they get shots up, I, I guess I should say shooting wise. Um, this team has been unbelievable, um, uh, offensively Friday night set a record. Uh, in the Kim Barris, so that's since 2002, uh, the highest two-point free throw percentage ever in a game, 75%. They were uh, 12 for 16. Uh, they shot the three ball well. Uh, if they get shots up, they're going in. I mean, they're 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 out shooting everyone else. But the problem is two things, and I want to start with this one, and I'll get get it to you, Will. 16 turnovers, uh, the worst rate since. November of last year and, and Liberty had some pretty bad games after that, you know, turnover wise, that was a problem, uh, a theme throughout the year. And that, that, that was really the concerning part. Now, a lot of it was the first half and I know Southern Miss, you know, we give them credit, 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 but I feel like we're giving a lot of people credit on, on the turnovers. Is this really kind of concerning you or do you think that, you know, Hey, we just need a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more with Colin Porter getting activated, uh, acclimated he he had four in the game what do you think will i don't know it concerns me for sure i you know i don't i don't know but it just seems like they're 
certain guys that, that it's like they're trying to shoot the ball before they catch the ball, trying to go into the basket before they catch the ball. Uh, we even saw Darius make some turnovers where it was like, man, Darius, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> um, and that's just because he was, you know, at times double teamed and triple teamed and he's trying to get out and trying to create space or get the ball out and then just, uh, you know, just makes an unforced error. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's concerning when especially when they go down and, you know, we don't have a chance to set up defensively. And we're seeing a lot of these high scoring games that we're not accustomed to under the pack line. Yeah, that kind of gets me right into the other thing is is the the defense hasn't been playing very well either. Um, dating back to last season, nine of the last 11 games for Liberty, uh, they've allowed more than one point per possession. Uh, one's about average. So seven, uh, nine of the last 11 games in the regular season, they've been below average defensively. Uh, and the defensive efficiency was 139th last year and 153rd the, the year before that. And it's kind of like, I kind of feel like I'm the only person who like believes this. Everyone talks, oh, Liberty's got this great defensive team. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think they just, you know, they play slow. And, and sometimes these these uh, uh, scores get a little bit lower. Now, I do think that in in the short term, Liberty can get by with not having a great defense in the A-Sun. I think they could still win the league without that. But Zach, do you kind of worry about this a little bit going into CUSA next year that, they got to get a little bit, a little bit better, a little bit, you know, uh, uh, you know, tighter with the pack line, um, you know, hopefully maybe a little bit more athletic. Is that kind of a concern for you, Zach? Oh, without a doubt. And I'm maybe a little worried about it this year too. Um, and I, I got a stat, like we're now keep in mind, we're only four games through the year. So, and I think we've gotten some teams on their a good shooting day, but as of now, we're 309th in the country in three-point percentage defense. We've allowed 34 three-pointers on 89 attempts. Omaha is right in front of us at 303, um, with, but they've only allowed 29 threes on 76 attempts. And then Baylor is right behind um, on they've allowed 73 attempts. So the problem, the problem when I saw that, I was like, wow, we've been shot. Like we've had 16 more attempts from three than the two teams right by us, right in front of us and behind us. So team, now a lot of that is due to the pack line because the pack line will force you to shoot perimeter shots a lot like from three. But I mean, if they're shooting a lot more and they, our opponents are still shooting at a high percentage, that's what's concerning to me. Like maybe we're just having trouble with the screens, closing out. I'm not sure what the exact solution is to it. Like you said, and then I think we're allowing 68 points per game, something like that. Like, I mean, that that's not what we're used to. Last year, we were like in the 30s in scoring defense. But before that, I mean, and we had a lot of like veteran players like Caleb Holmesley, Mob Baxter-Bell, Scotty James, et cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, we were top 10 consistently in the nation in scoring defense. Um, it was rare a game got, we had an opponent get into the 70s. And sometimes, especially in conference play, the 60s, I mean, high 60s, like, I completely agree, Nick. I think with, I think we really probably need to, I don't want to say, like, if we're going to compete in Conference USA, I think defense kind of has to be the driving factor in that. And like Will said earlier, um, the turnovers kill that because then all of a sudden they're out in transition. And like you said, we don't look for offensive rebounds because we're getting back on defense to get set. 
So if we're if we can't do that, then it becomes a, a like a race to get back, and then we're not set, and becomes a like a Big Twelve football game, <laughs> super high scoring, and I, I don't know. I, the three point defense has been a little concerning to me. Um, you know, I, I think we'll it'll get better, and like I said, it's real early. But and I, I won't jump ahead. But I mean, the team we're facing next has some guys who can shoot, so. Hopefully it improves by then, but I think we'll get better, especially by the time conference play happens. But yeah, I mean the defense, specifically the three-point defense. Hopefully, hopefully that improves because it's going to need to, not just for next year, but I think for this year. Yeah, absolutely. And and Zach, that's a perfect segue into the next game. Uh, uh, so Liberty's going to play Northwestern Tuesday night. I'm so excited. This game doesn't start till eight thirty. Hopefully my kids will be asleep. I can have a full focus on the game. I'm so pumped. Uh, I know Will's like gonna probably stay awake for ten minutes of the game. And be, and <laughs> is that game out. on Flow? Is that game on Flow Sports? No, baby. No, that's the other <laughs> side of the bracket. We are on CBS Sports Network. Uh, we are not on the Devils Flow Sports. Uh, thank. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna give credit to Ian McCall for that. I'm gonna say it's his. It's his his responsibility. So I don't know. But here's, here's some quick notes on Northwestern. They are 4-0. They beat Georgetown on the road by 12. Uh, but did in their last game uh, only beat Purdue-Fort Wayne by 8 at home. So, yeah, uh, a little bit of a mixed bag there. Um, they're a veteran team, three seniors that have uh, uh, been at Northwestern all uh, four years, three starters uh, that have been there all four years. They're a team that doesn't beat themselves. They were eighth best in the country last year in turnover rate meaning they just rarely ever turn the ball over. They, they've been a pretty average shooting and defensive team, literally like middle of the pack and in just about every uh, statistic. But the one really good thing is they were 322nd in the country in three-point defense. So hopefully uh, Liberty can um, uh, continue some of that hot shooting that we saw uh, on Friday night. And, and, you know, this is a really tough game. This is a top 60 Ken Palm team. Um, this would be the kind of win that really changes your whole season if Liberty was able to knock them off. And then real quick, Auburn, I don't really have to tell you about them. They're really, really good. They're a top 25 team. If if Liberty was to play them, anything would be gravy because you're assuming you beat Northwestern. Liberty could lose to Auburn by 30 and whatever. You, you know, you, you would feel good leaving Cancun. Uh, but Bradley, they're, they're sneaky good too. They were picked second in a very good Missouri Valley the team picked ahead of them, Drake, is really, really good. Uh, like uh, a team that I could see maybe being like uh, like an eight seed in the NCAA tournament. That's how good I think that Drake is this year. Uh, Will, what is your thoughts kind of coming into uh, this this Cancun challenge? Uh, it, man, it, this is a really, really tough uh, tournament. Either way, win or lose the first game, you're going to be playing a good team again uh, the next day, 24 hours later. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going in with trying to lower my expectations, uh, especially against a Big Ten team, possibly against the SEC team. Bradley is, I mean, they're always a pretty good, you know, mid-major team, uh, and they've been that way for a long time. You just hope that one of these teams has an off-shooting night where they are just not hitting any threes, and we can take advantage of that. And, um, you know, we, we saw a little bit. We didn't talk about this yet, but in the North Carolina Central game, we saw Darius grabbing at his side a little bit, 
Coach took him out against Southern Miss. Don't know what's going on at halftime. Southern Miss. Matt Warner asked Coach, "Hey, is Darius McGee okay?" <laughs> and Coach didn't really look like he wanted to talk about it a lot. So, you know, don't know what's going on. He played big, big part of that uh, big comeback. Um, and then part of my critique was, I don't know, should Brody have been shooting some of those threes at the end of the game? Um, but if Brody and Darius can get that chemistry going, Brody hit some threes, Darius getting the rhythm. Um, if they have an off shooting night, anything's possible. Yeah. Zach, what are you looking forward to coming into this tournament? Well, like you kind of alluded to, I mean, literally every team in this tournament, in my opinion, is really good. Like Will said, Bradley, they're constantly one of the better mid majors. Like you see them in the big dance quite often. Auburn is the best team in the tournament they're ranked 13th i believe right now they got a veteran team they they kind of just do everything well and i was doing a little more of a deep dive into northwestern compared to the rest of the team just because that's who we're playing next and as of now i mean they got three players in double figures averaging double figures a game and those three they shoot 30 percent or higher from three robbie Barron, i think is how you say his last name i think he's their best player and he's he could be kind of like what Felipe Haas did us hopefully not but he's 6'9 he hasn't shot a ton from three but I mean he's been hitting when he has he's shooting 50 percent from long range he's led them in scoring a couple times averaging over 13 um and their their defense I mean if you look at the scores of their game they've held teams to 54 46 63 and 52 now they're not powerhouse schools but like they're all Division One opponents. It's not like it's region or anything. So, I mean, this is a really good team, um, Big Ten. And then Bradley, they have six players all averaging double figures right now. So that's about as balanced as you can get. I believe they had a seventh guy that was averaging nine a game. So if we end up playing them, like, that's a pretty balanced scoring attack. And it's like, you know, who do you, who do you, call, who do you look to lock down? So, I mean, the key for me is, like, especially – when these guys have people that can hurt you from long range, it's like hopefully we get our three-point defense um, up to par. And I, I think we will. And then, like you mentioned, I didn't know that they struggled against the three. But, I mean, that especially the way Darius and Brody have been shooting, um, that could be a huge factor. But I'm looking forward to it. I mean, these tournaments are awesome. Like Feast Week, like you got all the good sports on right now. And then these tournaments and – like you said, these kind of games can, like, make your season. Like, a win versus Northwestern would be huge, especially when it comes to, like, recruiting. Like, I mean, we've been able to knock off some SEC teams. Like, every Power Five when you get, like, I mean, you're like, hey, we've been knocking down, knocking out Power Five teams consistently. Um, I mean, that's always a plus. So, looking forward to it. And I think we'll definitely compete, but it, it will not be easy. Like, these are these are some good teams. Yeah, the one one thing about this, and uh, Will was saying, hopefully have a bad shooting night. This game is played in a hotel, um, so <laughs> that could kind of be like a great equalizer, you know, where it's it's a yeah. weird environment, you know. We we like seen, the carrier ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you you really never know what to expect, and you know, Northwestern as good as they are, I don't think they have uh, two shooters as good as Darius and, uh, uh, you know, Brody who, you know, could wake up and are awaking, you know, three, three point buckets. So 
maybe that could kind of play a factor into this where where Liberty would come out hot and you know Northwestern comes out um, cold and a weird environment and and they're you know able to uh, uh, capitalize. I I wouldn't be stunned. I'm not going to predict that Liberty is going to go out and knock off Northwestern, but I, I don't think uh, I'm not looking at this game like. Yeah, this is a this is a for sure loss. You know, I, I think Liberty is absolutely capable of coming out and and beating a team like this. And uh, I think this will be a great challenge to kind of see uh, uh, where Liberty's at. Guys, would it, would you either one of you be happy if Liberty just got out of here with one win? I would. Oh well, yeah, I would gladly yeah. take that right now. Yeah, I don't know if there's any team really outside of maybe the top five or six teams where I would say, oh, Liberty has no chance. I mean, I yeah. think it. I, I think we would have a chance against almost anybody. Um, but yeah, I've, one win, I would be ecstatic about about that. that. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, Will. Like, pretty much any team you throw at us, like, as long as we have Coach McKay on the sidelines and guys like Darius McGee, like, I, I'm pretty confident we can compete and maybe um, pull off an upset win. But no, I'd be very happy with one win. I mean – especially if it's the first one. I think that Northwestern game would be really big. And then even if it was against, like, Bradley, like, I mean, that's a very good mid-major to have a win on your resume. Like, I mean, obviously, give me two or three all day, but I'd be very happy with one win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Bradley's a a win that could age really well, too, as the season goes on. Uh, Let's get to uh, an update of the – the A Sun. If you're watching, we have the the Ken Palm rankings up for up updated for you. Uh, the net rankings were just announced. I think they're going to come out December fifth. Uh, so the net rankings will be out here soon. I have no idea where Liberty would be. I could see Liberty being like fiftieth or two hundredth. Uh, it's going to be really fascinating to see where they come in the net rankings. Just because at this time of the year, there's a lot of weird stuff, and then Liberty kind of also has a very weird like profile right now. But uh, looking through some of the ace on here, some of the news and notes of the week, Lipscomb, man, I hated on them in the preseason. And uh, what have they done? They went out and they beat Bellarmine. Uh, they they lost it at Notre Dame by just one this week. Yeah. Uh, so Lipscomb's up to second. They're playing really well. Uh, Stetson, they were playing a tournament out in Dublin. Uh, they, they had a game at 5 a.m. on Friday morning. They beat Ryder by 10. They were a five-point underdog in that game. And then they lost to Niagara by four. So Stetson, they're they're playing much better than expected. Uh, FGCU uh, got humbled a little bit. They got blasted by 31 points to Tennessee. So interested to see kind of the direction of, of their team this year as, as they had a big win over USC, but then they've lost two straight since. Uh, Austin P, who looked got destroyed by North Carolina State in their first game, uh, they won at South Florida. They were six-point underdogs in that game. Jacksonville State, 0-2 so far in D1 games, lost by 42 points to Alabama, so that made me feel a little bit better about the Alabama game. Uh, but Jacksonville State, you know, I know they lost a lot of guys. I know they're trying to fit a lot of pieces together. Um, you uh, North Alabama, uh, they lost to Mississippi Valley State. It was the Delta Devils' first non-conference D1 win since 2019, so... Fortunately for North Alabama, it doesn't look like they uh, have uh, uh, figured it out yet. And then the last one, and we'll get to your guys' thoughts on on the A-Sun, if you had any any thoughts. Eastern Kentucky, they won two of three in a tournament in Atlanta. So, yeah, I mean, overall, I think the A-Sun's playing pretty well. 
a lot of teams playing a lot better than I expected. And then like a team like Jacksonville state is not playing you know, kind of what I expected. Uh, Will, any thoughts on, on the A sun here as we're getting into the Thanksgiving this week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is why I love the Ken Palm rankings because it just kind of, you get to see that ebb and flow of how a team is doing from game to game. And of course we've got the PhD and Ken Palm himself, Nick Kirby here to kind of break it all down for us. Uh, but you know, it seems like a lot of these a sun teams have some signature wins and hopefully going into Cancun, we can get grab one of those put on our resume. Absolutely. Zach, any thoughts on the a sun? Yeah. I mean, the a sun, I think this year is as strong as it's ever been since we've been in the conference. Um, come out I'm with you they kind of surprised me right now that was a good win they had against Belmont but I mean they still got old man Asajula there and he he's a good player and I mean he's going to keep them relevant Jacksonville scares me I'm pretty sure they had a better scoring defense than we did last year which that's the first time that's ever happened since we've been in the conference and they got a good scoring defense again this year um I think Kennesaw State has steadily improved every year and then FGCU is the one that really scares me. I know they, like you said, they've lost a couple since beating USC, but they were within one point of Notre Dame. And, I mean, they got the combo of Kyle and uh, Chase Johnston, Stetson transfer. And, I mean, they got – I think I, they got another Power 5 transfer, coach with Power 5 experience. I think once they gel, if they gel at the right time, like right before March, that, that could be scary. And then Stetson, man, they're so hot or cold. like. They start off the year by beating Florida State after yeah. losing to a Division II school in the preseason. And then, like you said, in that tournament, they lose to Niagara and then beat a team they're underdogs to. Like, I mean, you never know what you're going to get with them. That's what, They're like a trap game every time. Like, every yeah. time we face them, I'm like, which team are we going to get? Like, are we going to – is our Kim Palm ranking going to go? Or are we going to, like, win, like, and cover? Like, it, it's – they, they scare me. And then North Florida, I mean, they're not going to compete for, like, the ace on regular season title. But, like, that's just a team I don't want to face in the tournament just because they live or die by the three. So, and if they're hitting, like, they can beat pretty much anyone. They'll beat whoever the top teams are. They'll beat them at least once. And then they'll get creamed by them the second time. That That's the kind of team they are. But I, th- I think Bellarmine, I, they beat Louisville, but everyone's been beating Louisville. Um, I, they're they're well coached though so and they they run a similar scheme that that we do so i mean they'll compete and be in games but i don't think they're going to repeat as uh ace on champs but i mean it, it's going to be a really good league this year um like i said I, I hope we can get that that top seed and post all the tournament games because because we're going to need that um the the fans backing us during come tournament time because it, it is not going to be easy if, if we win the ace on this year, that is by far the most impressive conference championship, in my opinion. I know the Lipscomb team is going to be the best. 2019 is going to be the best team that we face. And none of these teams are that good. But just from top to bottom, I mean, I think this is the best the conference has ever been. Yeah, I think you could be looking at the most difficult quarterfinal matchup that, that yep. Liberty's ever had, you know, in the ace on. And, um, yeah, I think Florida Gulf Coast, they are the one team on this list that they may not end up second or third. We'll kind of see how things shake out. But they're the one team that I think could beat Liberty without Liberty 
playing all that bad. Like every other team, Liberty's got to play bad for them to beat them. Like uh, Bellarmine's not going to come out and just beat Liberty. Liberty's got to do something bad. Florida Gulf Coast could actually win a game where Liberty plays pretty well. That that oh, yeah. that's kind of I feel like the difference of uh, of teams, at least from what I've saw so far. We'll see a lot of changes kind of as this uh, this year goes on, but. Yeah, Zach, uh, any final thoughts here, my man? We really appreciate you coming on and, and your insight, you know, being at the, the Southern Miss game. Any final thoughts before we uh, get you out of here tonight? I mean, not really. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. You guys do awesome job. I enjoy watching the show all the time. Like, do really great work. The graphics are insane. And, I mean, just go Flames. Hopefully we can get at least one dub in uh, Cancun. But, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Zach. Really appreciate Thanks, Zach. it. Uh, you know what time it is, folks. Here's the Liberty line. Richie Longshots in the flesh. Joining us during World Cup season. Thank you for taking time out of your, your busy schedule to join us to uh, share your wisdom of, of college basketball betting with the world. Wisdom's a strong word. Um, glad <laughs> that the World Cup is uh, taking place far away with the time zone it gets shaky sometimes when we have these uh, international events uh, i think the last olympics like there were events going on at, like 1 a.m it's terrible the olympics and the world cup should be in like america england and then after that just kind of rotate it out i think it should just be on jersey tom i agree too i mean i could deal with pacific i could deal with west coast time that's fine but this isn't too bad games start at like i think 5 a.m is what early games are going to be, which is not bad. Um, but they, they made sure, I'm sure, that Fox said, hey, USA is not going to be playing any game not at 2 o'clock, which is the latest that any of the games start. So they're smart about it. Tomorrow, uh, game one against Wales, uh, 2 p.m., 1 o'clock coverage starts. I, I can't wait. Super excited. I got my uh, Pulisic jersey on today. Well, very good. Well, uh, another banner week uh, for for Richie Longshots, uh, now 14-6-1 on the year. Did we get a final on Gonzaga-Kentucky? Has that game gone final yet? Gonzaga was up pretty big. I'm, I'll check right now for you. I'm also watching the Grey Cup, little Canadian Super Bowl. Uh, always entertaining. 68-57 Gonzaga. My wife made me put away all the other TVs, Well, Oh, so it looks like a... Another L for John. Oh, man. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> so it looks like you're going to be 15-6-1. Whew. Man, it's, a, just... it's, a, it, it's a good start. I heard Will say that um, you know, I'm going to be paying for his kids to go to school. If I keep this up, I won't have to send his kids to public school. So this is a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see you, you know, promising them, you know, a good education and then wind up getting them lithium laptop batteries. Yes. Scott's top. Yeah, um, they're, they're, they will get Michael <laughs> Scott in. Like, they're going to, like, no, sorry, kids. Two years of community college. Better get a scholarship. <laughs> long shots, tots. Yeah. <laughs> Print the banner. All right. Let's, uh, let's, itself. let's see what we got going on this week. Here are the 11 tilts that you need to know. Monday night, this is the Maui Invitational first round. San Diego State versus Ohio State. Uh, we were split across the board 2-2 on this. Uh, I think San Diego State is a really good team. I know the three points is like so tempting, you know, with Ohio State. But, man, San Diego State, they are really tough. They're a tough matchup, I think, in 
one of these like tournament settings. They're just like they're a pain to play. They're annoying. Why do you like Ohio State though, long shots? So I, I looked at some numbers and it just seemed the team seemed even to me. Um, I don't know what their Ken Palm ranking was, but in a situation like this, give me the points. I don't know what the spread's probably gonna be and end up closer to Ohio State just because of public money and the name of Ohio State. They're always gonna take money when they see San Diego State. So if I can catch three in this situation when the Vegas line's probably gonna be, you know, closer to one, maybe even Ohio State is the favorite, I'll take the the three points and and hope for the best. All right, the next game, uh, I love this game. I think this game is awesome. North Carolina, or I'm sorry, Northern Kentucky and Florida Gulf Coast. This is uh, Florida Gulf Coast. Is, uh, they get to do a little uh, Thanksgiving tournament on their home floor. Um, Northern Kentucky, though, is favored. I know Northern Kentucky just knocked off Cincinnati. I think they're predicted to win the horizon. They are really, really good quality mid-major, but I'm getting Florida Gulf Coast with points against another mid-major at home. Is yeah, and you know all their all their families are going to be there. Like that's going to be everyone they know. You get to play in front of you know you know you think Thanksgiving not going to be a big crowd, but they're going to be. It's their tournament, especially if it's the opener of the tournament. You know they schedule that with all right. Who's the team that we're going to be able to beat the most? I couldn't tell you who else in the tournament, but I'm fairly sure that they were like, all right, it's like a homecoming game. Who are we going to walk walk away with? All right. Northern Kentucky, any, any of the directional schools in any state. If I may, Nick, I like the idea of Florida Gulf coast having hosting their own tournament. You know, we hear a lot about, about how difficult it is to schedule. I'd like to see, I know there's always been some talk of like an all Virginia tournament or something like that, but even if that doesn't happen or never materializes, it'd be cool to have Liberty have some kind of tournament where they can kind of help other, you know, regional teams, um, fill some of those spots like that. I, I agree completely. It might be a little tougher to sell Lynchburg in November than Fort Myers, Florida. Um, but hey, I, I love the idea. I love the idea. Maybe we can do it like in maybe we do it like the end of October. You know, I don't know. Get, push the season up to to start the the Liberty Classic, Blue Ridge uh, Shootout. We had that one tournament where like Houston came because like yeah. Uh, venue got canceled or something, something weird. I, I don't remember the exact what was behind it, but they had like all these great teams coming. Uh, yeah, this Liberty's the only team that could do it. But <clears throat> all right, Bellerman at Duke. Uh, I'm the only one who's riding the Knights. I just I, Bellerman. I, I'm not high on them. I've picked against them. I think every time, but they're just a team that that doesn't beat themselves. I feel like this is a trap game for Duke. Not like they're not going to lose, but you know, like. The Thanksgiving week, you got all these big games, and you got to go beat Bellman by twenty-two. I just, I'm, I'm riding with it. Or you think I'm, I'm insane? Long shots? No, and I said I would never take Duke, but they're just steamrolling teams right now. It's classic Duke, you know. Outside of the, the ACC challenge and, and maybe one game, they play an absolute cupcake schedule. They just roll these teams now, and it's kind of what they've done all year. And I've, I've. Two of my six losses have been because I've faded Duke. So that's a third of them. So, of course, now, you know, the overcorrection close. And yeah. Yeah. yeah Bites you every time. Eh, yeah. Time. It's a tough one. That was a game that I really, I don't, I honestly, I don't have a great field. No way I would actually put money on this game at no, all. No, no. Cause then you're sweating things out. I've been, since, as you might have heard, I, I caught the COVIDs. That's why I was not in town this weekend. 
Uh, so ever since Friday morning, I've just been first thing I do, you know, one of the first things that I wake up, like what time does the earliest college basketball game start? I'm like 11 o'clock. Awesome. 1030, even better. So I've watched some terrible <laughs> college basketball over the last 72 or so hours. And, you know, those games where the spread's like 33 and a half and you're just like, no one's trying anymore. Walk-ons are coming on. It's just, it's way too unpredictable. Way too unpredictable. Uh, before we move on, so the Monday games, believe it or not, all these lines so far are almost identical. Uh, San Diego State's two and a half. Northern Kentucky is two and a half. They, they, wow. got, a, they got an extra half point. And uh, uh, Duke is 22 and a half. So Vegas is going right with Kempom. They may adjust quite a bit overnight, but they are true to form. All right, Tuesday. I I am stunned. I am absolutely stunned. I I respect it. Taking Liberty plus four. I feel like this is probably going to be like plus eight nine. Are you really gonna gonna take take Liberty at four? Might be a little bounce back. I think we might be one of those alternating teams. Win loss. Win <laughs> loss. Time to swing back with the win. And I, I do think that. Obviously, super slow start on on Friday. And Southern Miss is a legitimate team. Look at who they've beaten. They are good. And, uh, you know, Northwestern, uh, they lost Larry Nance, correct, uh, last year uh, over at UNC this year. Um, and it's Cancun. Our, our players are not going to go party up in Cancun. Not that Northwestern's a giant party school either, let's be real. This might be the most, like, sober game in the world, like, you don't have to worry about it. take the over because no one in this game is going to be hung over. This is how I get canceled. Um, but yeah, you know, give me, give me Liberty. I just think that it's a, it's a good bounce back spot. I said the same thing last week that they were going to bounce back against one of the directional team, North Carolina teams that we played in, and And it was a, a, a big win. We'll see what happens after that. But I think Liberty can keep it close. I mean, you know, one possession game. If I may, no surprise that that Homer Chad would pick Liberty. I mean, he can't be honest about the state of Liberty athletics. He can't be yeah. honest about uh, due criticism where it should be, and he is just afraid of losing his media access. Yeah, he's actually like they. He's got eyes on him at all times. If he were to say anything wrong, it would just be no curtains. Yeah, you don't get the kind of hard hitting analysis like you get from me, but. All right, uh, moving on. Wednesday, battle for Atlanta's first round. Dayton versus Wisconsin. This is an awesome game, too. Uh, I took Dayton minus two. Long shots, you took Dayton minus two. I think Dayton's the better team, so two points doesn't seem like a whole lot, but this is such a coin flip, in my opinion. Yeah, I when I was looking, I looked at um, some of the ESPN numbers, and their, their percentage to win were, I think, I think it was just shocking. Like Dayton was like 60% to win. And I went, all right, two points, 60% chance to win. I'm in. Math checks out. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chad and John both have Wisconsin. So, well, judging by their year to date records, I think we're in a good spot. <laughs> Lipscomb at Chattanooga. This is a, a good line, minus five. Yeah. Um, I, um, I went with Chattanooga just at home. Uh, that's a pretty good program uh, in the SOCON. Um, and I, I, I sick of getting burned from fading Lipscomb, but I'm going to do it again. You're with me. 
Yeah, I like Chattanooga. I liked them last year a lot. They were one of those teams, you know, I, I spotted early uh, and I went, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, watch this team for a little bit. My team this year that I've uh, been watching, uh, Furman, been watching Furman. They, they got an offense. They got a lot of players that can shoot the three. I remember watching Chattanooga last year, uh, following them for a little bit. So, you know, you get in the crumbs now, you can get yourself ready for March Madness. So watch some Chattanooga last year. And uh, I like to, I like to invest in the teams that I enjoy watching. So Chattanooga is one of those teams. So it was a slam dunk. Furman is a sneaky sweet 16 team. Yeah. You you heard it here. All right. I got, I got some logic here because I I fade North Florida every time I can. Uh, I'm taking North Florida plus 28 at Kentucky. I'm going to give you a quick story time. Uh, Back in 2007, went to see Liberty play uh, at Kentucky on the night before Thanksgiving, which is what this game is. And it was a awful atmosphere. Like there was no students there. It was lame. It was not Kentucky, not what you would expect at all. So I think North Florida is going to capitalize. I think they're going to cover that 28 just simply because of that. And Kentucky's coming off playing Gonzaga. Just going to be hard to bring the energy against North Florida, in my opinion, night before Thanksgiving. Yeah, they just got whooped, though, against Gonzaga. So, like, Calipari, they might not get to eat Thanksgiving dinner if they don't beat North Florida by 35. Like, it might be. So, I now that I know what's going on in the Gonzaga game, I'm even more confident Kentucky should just, I hope. We'll see. Hope. We'll see. All right, Alabama, Michigan State. This is the uh, PKI, I think is what it's called now, in Oregon. Uh Long shots has taken the Alabama. I mean, Alabama has looked insane, um, but Sparty getting two points. It's, a, it's a, I feel like I'm getting baited into them. It, it, did you? You didn't take the bait. No, I just Alabama size, um, the way they can shoot the ball. I just feel like they have, they can their their style of play can match up against whatever they need to do. Like they're the kind of team. All right, we're playing a pack line defense. We're gonna make it work. We're playing this. We're going to make it work. So I think they have a style, and Nate Oates is a great coach. And obviously, Izzo is a great coach as well. But I think Nate Oates um, has a lot of talent, and, and that team is just very flexible. Yeah, that's going to be an awesome tournament. That tournament is loaded. A lot of really good teams in that. So looking forward to that. All right, Friday, Jacksonville State at New Mexico. If we're looking for the game that I'm going to five minutes in, feel so dumb for my pick this is it I'm, I, I'm taking Jacksonville State plus 11 I just feel like they're kind of desperate right now they don't have that D1 win um, New Mexico they really gonna win by 11 I know it's a it's like a home tournament game over Thanksgiving I don't know it, you long shots you went with New Mexico yeah I got nothing <laughs> I got nothing for this one it's <laughs> one of those I got that. yeah all right, uh, Kennesaw at VCU. Uh, me and Longshot's riding with Kennesaw plus eleven. That's just that is a lot of points for a Kennesaw team that only lost by ten to Florida. So mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta think they can keep it ten or less against uh, uh, VCU, who at times struggles to score. Yeah, and I feel like I was looking at their what they've done this year, and nothing's really popped out to me. Like they don't have any any impressive wins, and if. I feel like Kennesaw that that game against Florida it was one of the games that we picked, and and they 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 scored a lot of points late. I think spread was like eighteen, and they were not covering for a while, and then they they scored a bunch right at the end to to get it within ten. So 
I they can score, so I, I think that's definitely a possibility. It, give me eleven points. Definitely. VC- uh, VCU could win like a nine point game that that's like never competitive. Like I feel yeah. like you know I, I just I think Kennesaw. I don't think VCU can score enough to win by eleven against Kennesaw. No, and and Kennes- seeing Kennesaw like charge back against Florida, that coach is going to play until the end. He might be one of those. Hey, we need to cover for the alumni coaches, and I'm in on that. Yeah, I had one of those great ones today with LaSalle. Real great backdoor cover, beautiful. And then the game, we—I I feel like disgusted that we all don't think Liberty can cover a twenty-four point spread against Delaware State, one of the worst programs in the country. But Delaware State, I think they lost to Villanova by ten. It's just—it's a lot of points. Ugh. Yeah. Delaware is, State is bad, though. They're bad. They're awful. They they're are. Bad. And Liberty <laughs> crushed them last year. Uh, I think it was one of the uh Kinpom records for one of the best offensive performances ever for Liberty. So it's just it's, it's so many it's so many points, but this is absolutely guaranteed lock of the week. Liberty's gonna win by 24, just yeah. like we all with Florida Gulf Coast. No way Tennessee's gonna beat them by 25. And it was they destroyed it was ne- it was never close either. Like there it, was no let me check back in the second half. It was nope. Yeah the, the 31 was deceiving. I think it shouldn't have been like 50. It was great. It was. Quick, quick tip, Delaware State. They've been so bad for so long that every time conference tournament uh, season rolls around, one of the first things I do is, all right, who's Delaware State playing in the first round? I don't even know the name of the conference. And I'm like, all right, fade Delaware State. Because at that point, they have given up. They don't care. They know they're not winning the conference tournament. And they're normally playing like a four seed. Like they're the they're the 13. They're playing a four seed or they're like, they're playing a good team, like a team that didn't get a buy in their conference tournament. They're playing a good team, and they just get steamrolled every year. Like, De- like that's the only reason I know Delaware State. It's playing on some random channel. I have to download the app every year. Like, it's but Delaware State fade Delaware State the first round of the conference tournament. It's an automatic win. All right, I like it. I like it. Delaware State out of the Miac. Yep, Miac. The Miac, I think they have their own app. I, huh. I, I like it, yeah. What a season. Yeah, they, they, they lost to Virginia Tech by 38, lost to Villanova by 10, lost to Columbia by 5, and then lost to UConn by 35. Mm. So everybody's losing to UConn and Virginia Tech these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good point. Uh, Except for Charleston. Charleston beat Virginia Tech today. Good for Charleston. I don't think he got the football joke, Will. Good deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was at a bouncy house yesterday. Um, well, very good. Well, Mr. Longshots, uh, we'll, we'll check in with you again uh, next week. See if you can continue to ride any other other. You got any other any other feast week tips or any other World Cup tips? Uh, for 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 those of us out here that that partake, so I do like uh, England tomorrow. It's the opener, eight o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> I think England will score more than two and a half goals. It's plus money. They have a really really good offense. Their defense is is suspect, and I don't trust Pickford in goal. But they have a world class offense. Harry Kane, I think, is going to score two goals right off the bat. Um, and then on top of that, when you have Callum Wilson, who's going to come off the bench, uh, Saka. 
uh, Sterling, a ton of options. I'm, I could be making up fake names right now, and, and you guys, I could, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Ted Lasso. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Jamie Tart, and uh, they're going to do great. <laughs> um, no, Feast Week is all time. I feel like Feast Week now, it's like two weeks. Like to me, Feast Week started Wednesday ish. And I'm like, ooh, there's college basketball on. Or the Penn State was playing at like noon on a Wednesday. It was just, it's a great time of college basketball season to, to mix in the World Cup with it. It's just a, a great, great time of sports. Uh, remember, bet with your head, not over it. Uh, there's a disclaimer. It's all in good fun. Uh, I'm not putting money on every single one of those games. Um, that would be very irresponsible of me to do so. Um, so just be smart. I've seen a lot of articles. I've seen a lot of stats that like that, that gambling on sports is, is a legit issue for a lot of people. And it, it absolutely is. And so just be smart and don't be an idiot and don't bet over your head. Tithe too. Tithe. If you do win tithe, right? That's the Amen. Thing, right. Amen. 10%? I, I, I preach. I like it. All you right. We'll to get this... the gambling hotline number on the bottom of the uh, screen there. Yeah. We'll work on it <laughs> next week. Next week. All right. Yeah. Well, well, thank you, Richie. Appreciate it thank as always. Guys. Have a great week, bud. Happy See Thanksgiving. You. you too. All right. Richie long shots. What a treat. He's, he's dominating. We'll see. We'll see if he can continue to ride this out. Well, Will, I'm excited for this week. Uh, excited for, for Liberty, you know, you know, get, get two cracks at, at two really good teams. Uh, I, I got a good feeling. I got a good feeling. Even, I don't know, even if we go into, I think, I think Liberty's going to come out, compete. And uh, I think we'll feel pretty good going into next week. Yeah. I, I think they probably feel pretty good after that Southern Miss game. <clears throat> I have a personal connection with that Southern Miss team. Um, they're uh, Jason Porter would like this, but their athletic trainer was one of my, Best friends growing up. His sister babysat us. Uh, used to go to his house every day in the summer, play in the pool, uh, played on the same uh, baseball team. And um, so I was really just hoping we would um, pull that one out and I could have something on over somebody. But, um, but I think they'll be feeling good after that, going into a couple of tough games where they're going to feel confident. Well, it's been a lot of fun. Appreciate everyone tuning in tonight. Um, as always, hit that like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We really appreciate it. Uh, see if Red Podcast is on all of your favorite uh, platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. So uh, rate, review, subscribe, all that kind of fun stuff you hear on every other podcast. Well, for Will, for Zach, for Long Shots, for Coach McKay, have a great night, everyone. <laughs>